Hello, listeners. If you appreciate calm, balanced, rational debate... I didn't hear that. They released this I, I only didn't hear day. that because I wasn't listening to you, because I never do. <laughs> With disc jockeys who take their jobs very seriously indeed. <laughs> <laughs> That was Pearl Jam bringing us back in. The coolest hat in rock music. You know the video for that track? Yes. The guitar player. I grew up wanting to be that cool in a hat. I mean, the video, apart from the fact that the video was black and white, the guy looks much cooler in black and white than he looks in colour. Mm. He looks okay in colour, but he looks really cool in black and white. Not many people can pull that off. No. I'm thinking the guy must have genetically, he should have, if he'd been wise, he'd genetically modified himself to be permanently black and white. That'd be cool. That'd be really, like, like Mickey Rourke did, obviously, to audition for Sin City. Mm. You know. Maybe do you reckon? <laughs> do you reckon we can breed like interbreed people with zebras? That'd be fine. Do you know if you shave a zebra, it's still black and white? You've tried that, haven't you? Many an evening, many an You're evening. You're one of these people spent. importing exotic <laughs> animals on the internet so you can shave them to see what colour they are underneath. That's pretty. Yes, it's yeah. like leopards are spotty on their skin. Are they? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I've, I've never tried that. I'll have to order a leopard. <laughs> My postman hates me. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on and talk about this story I've seen this week about Lionel Richie and oh, Lenny Kravitz? Oh, this is brilliant. Do you remember, it was that longer, they were involved in a bar fight. They were talking to some girl they used to know. The girl's boyfriend took a fence and came over and hit the girl. With the fence? And then, yeah, <laughs> I don't think there was a fence involved. You're confusing things he now. He didn't take a fence. And then Lenny Kravitz and Lionel Richie basically beat this guy up and kicked him out. Okay. And they were christened by the papers Batman and Robin. Great. Apparently, they are still arguing over which one is Batman. How could it possibly be in doubt? I just want to hear Lionel Richard that I'm Batman. <laughs> that would have been the highlight of Glastonbury if he just walked onto stage at the start of the gig. <laughs> the Lenny Kravitz descends dressed as Robin. <laughs> Time for my favourite part of the show now. It's, it's Borrow News. Bashing. Oh, you, sorry. <laughs> Borrow News, I beg your pardon. You may have been aware that last week, Bono had some issues with his private jet um, failing. Was that with the, when the tail end fell off? Yes. <laughs> now, we're laughing, but, you know, this was a serious incident. Apparently, the whole luggage compartment dropped out of the sky. It's a shame he didn't lose all his instruments and... Well, he he never learned to play an instrument. That that was the whole point. You know, he just he just found some blokes in you a couple of chords, and the next thing you know, they're the biggest band in the world. But apparently, the door fell off. But it it didn't fall off. The the inner skin on the plane stayed intact, so the plane didn't decompress. Mm. So, thankfully, the staff and all the occupants lived. And and I say thankfully because we don't wish ill on the man at all. No, you know, what would we talk about? Yeah. (laughs) Well, this week, um, you two have been in New York. They were supposed to have a week's residence residency on the Jim Fallon show. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's had to be cancelled because of an incident involving Bono and his bicycle where he fell off his push bike and has had to have surgery on his arm. What kind of... What kind of... How, how, how fast... How high was he up? Did he fall out of the third floor window or something? That he had to have a five-hour operation I on his know. arm? I, I think he was just too close to the edge and kind of fell, but... <laughs> you heard it here first to, to tip your waitresses on the way out guys you know <laughs> so they've had to cancel all the gig all the gigs on the Jim Fallon show and the only reason we mention it is because I would just like to make it perfectly clear that I have alibis 
for my whereabouts <laughs> leading up to both incidences. You, you, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we believe you. We, we want do. to make that absolutely clear. Besides, if, if you'd have gone to New York, your, your ankle bracelet would have started flashing. <laughs> And news that Bob Dylan's Basement Tapes Complete has finally got a release date of November fourth. And we've been we've been we've been talking about this mm. Bob Dylan doing some stuff and, and and other people doing Bob Dylan's unfinished stuff, which isn't very good. But Bob Dylan, the um, they they have a a, a, tr- a song has been trailed on the usual sort of YouTube and through the sort of um, uh, music press outlets, uh, which is called Dress It Up, Better Have It All, which was dating back to the late sixties. So round about the time of 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 some of his really really yeah really, the kind really of first three. Yeah, yeah. First three big albums. When I think he was nearly at his best kind of thing. Um, And this is a track that has never been released before, but will feature on the Basement Tapes complete the Bootleg Series Volume 11. Now, it's got to be a a 12-inch single because he can't fit all of that on a CD cover. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But the the track is called Dress It Up, Better Have It All. I don't know if you've had a listen to it. I have, yes. What do you think? I really like this one. It's cool. I'm I'm getting excited about Bob Dylan release dates again. Again, for the first time in, what, 10 years? Yeah. Because, let's face it, the last one wasn't... I quite liked The Tempest. I thought it was a good album, The really? Tempest. I quite liked that. Okay. But I always liked that period in Dylan's mm. catalogue. You know, yeah. I wasn't so fond of the early folk albums. I liked the stuff of like kind of Blood on the Tracks and At Boudican and that was that one of the period. most for me one of the most awfully disappointing albums apart from Pink Floyd's Live at Pompeii which I've, I, I have to admit I've gone back and rediscovered since then um, but the Dylan at Budokan I couldn't get on no. with that at all I really love that oh. try it again no. when was the last time you heard it <laughs> um, seriously and honestly mm. the last time I heard it was um, I was at a party when I was in second year of college mm. and it was one of the worst parties ever because like eight people showed up <laughs> And, and the host was determined to carry on and pretend that it was a rocking party. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> so, and, it was, and we couldn't leave because we kind of knew him. And mm. it was kind of sad. And we couldn't, we absolutely, and it was like four o'clock in the morning. And he puts on Dylan at Budokan because you have to play that at every bad party, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a student rule in Ireland. So talk among yourselves, listeners, it's fine. <laughs> we'll carry so, on. So it may, I may have been coloured, but I, I had heard, I actually bought it. It was the third or fourth live album mm. I'd bought in, in a time when not all live albums were great to be honest but I'd got you know um, I'd got um, Live and Dangerous and I'd got the Scorpions Worldwide Live and I'd got the Eagles Live and then I bought Budokan and I thought what no oh. it's really uh, no it just wasn't it just didn't really do it for me album. at all no it did, did, didn't get it for me at all so but but the last one The Tempest you liked mm. and again it was it was I, I thought it was a bit kind of dreary but but the new stuff, the, these basement tapes. If a lot of it is culled from his late sixties, early seventies writings, that that's really exciting because mm. anything up to seventy five for me really really works. Yeah, um, um, I'm, I'm disappointed. His new book sold out as well in like seconds. What the one for five thousand pounds? I think the two hundred odd pound one sold out in seconds. The one with all the lyrics in. Right. I don't know about the special signed Gold one with the plated. sparkly. Yeah, and the unicorn. Sparkly bow on it is, but you know, I don't have five thousand pounds to drop on. It, it probably it should be made of unicorn's blood after it for that price, shouldn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely, yeah, 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 yeah. With the, with the binding sort of um, ground from unicorn's horn dust or something like that. Right? Just <laughs> for five grand, which is really going to publishing, you know. Absolutely, five grand for a book of lyrics that have already been printed on the back of every album. Yeah, That's, that doesn't. I, I'm not again. I don't get it. No, I, I don't get it either. But you know. <laughs> 
got some news now about California Breed. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with this. They're a, they're a super group that were formed kind of around 2013, I think. And when, when, when you say supergroup, is that like the McBusted supergroup? Well, the most famous, um, <laughs> they, had, they had Jason Bonham on drums, which oh, okay. is son of John Bonham. So a proper supergroup, not just yeah. has-beens from pop and groups. Their lead singer and bassist, Glenn Hughes, I think has been frontman for Deep Purple on numerous occasions. Absolutely, everybody, Black Country Communion, yeah. yeah, yeah. Ble- ble- bleakly, briefly with Black Sabbath, <laughs> I believe. Or bleakly, take that however you want. <laughs> Um, so they have sp- they they've split up this week. Uh, Glenn Hughes has said that he's put everything into the band, and all he can say is that he he was in it for the long haul, and he's got a lot of new music coming on his own. But he can no longer work with the guys from California Breed. Ooh, he doesn't he doesn't get on with very many people for very long. He does doesn't. He? I guess he's been in so many bands, and so many have broken up within a few years. At some point, you have to look at what the the, the common denominator yes. might be. <laughs> yeah. Although a few of them have had Jason Bonham in them, so it might be him. <laughs> yeah, I think I don't know. Jason just goes around and gets bored and wants to play with another group, doesn't he? Well, he's he's got the name, doesn't he? Yeah. Th- that, and that's not to say that he isn't a phenomenal no, drummer because I, he is an awesome drummer. I saw him in his brief span with Oasis, and Oasis have had five or six drummers in their career. I'm sorry, Oasis. And yeah. Jason, he, really? He played. How did I miss that? He oh played. no, it was Oasis. That explains. Yeah. <laughs> but it was absolutely brilliant. That's not that's not a good match, is it? No, but he was fantastic. I mean, he was just owned to the stage. That just I'd love to have been at the meeting where somebody came up with, "I know what we'll do. We'll take Oasis, Brit pop band mm. with some jangly guitars and some you know oddly angled necks, and we'll we'll put them together. <laughs> <laughs> we'll put them together with Jason Bonham, and that'll be cool. Who thought of that? That's never going to work. Probably. They, they must have paid him a lot. <laughs> on, on an altogether more peaceful note, the Dalai Lama, your favourite musical act and mine, um, is rumoured to be... He's, he's, he's going to be gigging, as, as, as you do when you're the Dalai, Dalai Lama. He's going to be gigging at Glastonbury. Right. Apparently, he's going to be uh, um, taking a, a spot on the Sunday morning. Is he the new guy in ACDC? <laughs> No. I'm gonna have to play some music. <laughs>